Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Spectacular Something or Other. I like how you did that though, the sploosh. Not the amazing something or other. I'm sure you love sploshing. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> we're literally yeah, 13 seconds into this episode and we have gone off the rails. Is this supposed five. to be a tame like topic? It's not a tame topic. I mean, it's a general adult and we just started with sploshing. <laughs> hey folks, again, this is your boy Casual Damien. This is Ro. Ortiz, this up is in the building. A. Okay, uh, people at home, can we take a poll as to what we think Rolando's name should be? Because he doesn't like the 5657, and he doesn't like being called Captain Ahab. So I'm going to leave it to the fans. Whatever you decide his new name should be, please let us know. You can about, send all your inquiries to Damien underscore Gracia at Hotmail.com. That's Damien girth? underscore Gracia at Hotmail.com. Can I be called Girth? No. Girth. The Final Frontier? What? I don't know what that is. It's like Earth, the Final... Oh, my God. Girth, as in length, as in... As in I'm going to kill you in a second. <laughs> so, we're going to do something a little different this week uh, for the spectacular something or other. We're not going to be covering comics. We're not going to be covering video games. We're going to do something a little bit more <laughs> real life. For some odd reason, Rolanda's blowing his cheeks up like he's Jigglypuff. I don't know what he's doing over there. <laughs> We're going to do something a little bit more real life, and it's going to center around dating, and not just dating, it's being nerds, or in our case, nerds, geeks, whatever word you want to describe us as, and using, you know, having that stigma, but yet we're dating in the real world. Um, I guess back in, let's say, the 80s and 90s, it was really difficult to be known as a nerd and be successful in the dating department. But I feel like in the turn in the turn of the new millennia, whatever you want to call it, especially in the last maybe like six or seven years, there's been an uptick. It's it, kind of in vogue to be a nerd. Yeah, it's cool to be a nerd. Uh, I saw a meme on the internet not too long ago where I had two pictures of Steve Urkel from Family Matters. And it said, in the 90s, nerd. In the 2010s, hipster. So there's been a shift. So is it cool to be a nerd and date nerdy people? It's always been cool. To us, maybe, but is it cool to the general populace? That's what this today's topic is going to be. It's going to be recounting and talking about what it is to date as a nerd. So, as always, I will open up the floor to anyone in particular who wants to jump in. To date feel free. as a nerd. Do you mean... Do you mean uh, Being a nerd and dating... No, 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 wait. Do you mean the actual process of dating or being in a relationship whatever you want to call it brother I think but those are two different things it's both it's both for the most part like when you start a relationship whether it's a friend or whatever or if it's a, a girlfriend it's at least for me it was it's awkward it's very difficult to build new bonds partially because most of the time people are making fun of you for based off of who you are and it, it bleeds into one another it bleeds into dating it bleeds into friendships so Really, you're going to end up talking about both dating just specifically and relationships in general. Yeah, uh, on your point of of being laughed at for being a nerd, uh, I don't want to blow up Tucson's spot, but that's something we talked about. For those of you who forgot Tucson, he was in the comic book episode. Uh, we, we, talk, we always talk about his fear of being outed as a nerd. Because he's a very, you know, eccentric, a very charismatic guy. And as soon as he opens his mouth and says, yo, I got all this, let me drop this knowledge on you on, about the Flash. It's, he, he feels so afraid that he's going to be judged by not just the opposite sex, but everyone that he kind of, he, he's, he's basically 1990s nerd where you got to keep it in the closet. Uh, he's an undercover I, nerd. Yeah, he's an undercover nerd. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it sucks because it's 2015 and people still don't 
uh, understand that sort of stigma that nerds have. I'll give you a perfect example. I have seen in the last month articles about video games, and every article in terms of relationships, it's, hey, how to snag the guy that's still living in his mom's attic. Nerds, I feel like that stigma has been with us for years. That article title kind of offends me, actually. It does, right? Yeah. Like this idea that our, that nerds, all they do is play Dungeons and Dragons in their mom's basement and come up for juice and cookies. And that's bullshit because it is. I see you feel very strongly about I do this. because I've been fucking judged as such. Testify. And listen, I I don't care what you, who you are. I don't care uh, where you come from. When you say that you know me based on just uh, conjecture, based on stuff that you that that you've seen in movies, like that's an issue right there. What do you mean when you say things seen in movies? Uh, uh what's a good movie for that? It's a recent movie. Any movie where somebody has glasses on. Harry Potter. Ah, Ugly Betty. That's what comes to mind. That's not a movie. Ah, it's a series. Okay. Whatever. Continue. Uh, where it's stereotypical of of the quote unquote nerd. To have glass, it's weird because embraces, yeah, embraces, and sometimes freckles, and those three things, you're being judged by how you by how you look. But is that nerdy or is that just looks? That's nerdy to me. Glasses and just like so, you're talking about fandom, physical traits of nerddom. I mean, that have been associated with nerddom. Physical traits. I feel like if you have glasses, you have an, uh, a, a visual impairment. And oftentimes I find it's because you've either sat too close to the screen or you've played a lot of video games. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people say, oh, that those two don't like correlate. But I find that a lot of women that I've spoken to who have glasses are like, yeah, I like reading a lot. And I've lost my sight. I've lost my like, uh, what's that called? Uh, short, uh, short sightedness mm-hmm. because I read a lot. And I, hey, to me, your loss of vision is kind of sexy in a weird way. Okay. Johnny? I think that it's actually pretty true what he said about at least the glasses statement. I've always worn them since, like, what, second grade? And I think that pretty much off the bat people were thinking is because I was, like, reading comics or I was... I'm I'm book smart. I'm a geek. And I think even as early, at that early of an age, people tend to judge at least glasses as something uh, as being a nerd. And often, I would say anybody that's over 20, we kind of have that understanding if we were picked on in elementary school for those things, that it's like we have specialized knowledge about anything. It can be G.I. Joe, it could be Power Rangers, it can be Beetleborgs, if anybody can actually remember what that is. That's a good reference. (laughs) And you end up being judged because you like those things, and you might remember the names of the actors or like what... How many episodes there were in a season, which episodes your most favorite, and what happens in it, you're judged for those things. And it's, this is going to be brought up later, but my conclusion is always, everybody's a nerd about something. You can be, if you know the statistics for the Yankees for two decades, you're a nerd. You can be a jock and you know everything about football. You're a nerd. It ends up becoming an issue about what you specialize in. And that's something that I think is absolutely ridiculous. And even what's funny to me is that even in adulthood, people still judge you that way. Uh, just recently, I I was with a friend. We were at uh, where was it? It was a it was a meeting at a McDonald's. <laughs> we do this thing where we play for chicken nuggets. We play cards. <laughs> it's supposed to be one hell of a meeting to have the McDonald's band. <laughs> uh, we call it a meeting, but it's really bullshitting around. Okay. Uh, yeah, we were playing for chicken nuggets, and. You'd be surprised how many people just look at you and go, grow up. What you know? exactly were you doing to play for chicken nuggets? No, like regular, like 52 cars. Uh, 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 52 pickup? No, no. 52 pickup. <laughs> poker? No, uh, I don't know how to play poker. Uh, uh, what's it called? It's a Spanish game, but it's basically goldfish. Like goldfish? It's called doitres in Spanish, but it's I, goldfish. I've, I've never heard of this before, but okay. okay. It's, yeah, it's basically goldfish. And these people just judge you by the stuff that you're wearing. I was wearing my Death Note t-shirt, uh, and some of my friends were wearing... Yeah, 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 exactly. Do you want to add to it? Oh, yeah, no. 
if anyone knows <laughs> the looks and the stares and the glares of wearing graphic tees or comic book t-shirts and hats, it's me. I, I kid you not. Uh, I want to say a month ago, I was in the East Village in Manhattan, and I ran to a childhood friend. <laughs> and he hadn't seen me in a few years. So his initial reaction upon looking at me was an up-down look like... I, mind you, I'm older than him. I'm older than him by at least uh, three years. He gave me this up-down look as if I was a mutant coming nice. out of the sewers. Like, oh, oh, what's up, D? Oh, oh okay. And I, 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 I kid you not, I was wearing my Spider-Man Venom and Carnage hat. I was wearing... I think it was uh, a see no evil, hear no evil, uh, mo- uh, monkey mono mono T-shirt. Nice. And just the look from him and his sister, who they grew up next door to me, and it was just amazing to have them look at me like I, I was some sort of reject <laughs> from the pages of a bad comic strip. Nice. And I could just look in their eyes like, oh my god, Damien hasn't grown up. And again, for the audience, I'm 35, and I'm I'm an undercover nerd. You wow, know, really? Oh, yeah, no. I, people in my job do not know. Oh, okay. They do not know the extent of my nerddom. Extent. I mean, you guys come to my house and you see all the pop dolls and the, the comic book pictures, you know, around the apartment. But no one knows that. I wouldn't, I don't give that information out like it's, you know, an, it's on a need to know basis. And I just had this conversation with somebody the other day. Someone actually got mad at me because I didn't, I didn't let them know that I was a Comic-Con geek. Wow. In their exact words. And it is a person I've known since I was five years old. You know, we're friends. We've known each other thick and thin. And apparently me, you know, announcing about my Comic-Con tickets, which I was so happy to get in the mail, was, was sacrilegious. It was one of those things where the fact that I admitted it on Facebook, I got a private message. And, and it was like, oh, I didn't know you were a Comic-Con geek. It's, like, it's oh. almost like you're saying... You have a venereal disease. Exactly. Like yeah. like I have, um, what's that thing in the Bible? Uh, the plagues. Uh, the bubonic plague or something or like leprosy. that. Leprosy. There you go. Like my body parts are falling off because <laughs> I'm going to Comic-Con. Yeah, get away from me. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's the looks I, I've been getting. Mm-hmm. And here's the funny part. Me, me, maybe 10 years ago, I would have taken that to heart, been so upset about it and emotional. I kind of laugh about it now. Or it's like, yep. So what's the problem? I think that's an issue for a lot of, especially teenagers, who get uh, uh, what's the word? Outed. Who get judged? Well, not even outed. Who get judged by by their appearance? Of course. They, they oftentimes they can't bounce back from it. And it, it's oh, I've been told a billion times yeah. that unless I switched up my wardrobe back in the day when I was first exploring my nerd side, that I wasn't going to find somebody. Mm. That all I would be able to find is like another person who lives in their mom's basement things of that nature and that's the thing uh culturally i come from a, a oh and we all can commiserate on yeah, that okay. we're all are uh, you you're spanish right yeah yeah we're, we're all basically hispanic uh descent. No, we are that's not basically yeah, we yeah, are yeah we're totally uh and there's this idea in our culture where masculinity is very important for males mm-hmm. and they don't see nerd isms as manly manly mm-hmm. and so that's basically why i have not dated a dominican for like a good 10 12 years dominican girl just because i've never found one that understood what that what that nerdiness meant and they were like oh you're one of those guys yeah uh delete my number by the way wait that was an exact quote dude delete my number by the way she didn't say by the way but she said delete my number Wow, that's not yo, any better, yo. That's, that shit hurts when no a Dominican. Uh, undoubtedly, it's yeah. it's painful. Yes. Yeah, when somebody from your own race says says, "Well, we're all human, so let's yeah, not." I mean, yeah, race. you know what I mean. Yeah. From your own uh, background, background, Cultural background, yeah. goes, yo, you can't be with me because you like this stuff. Ain't like, that something? You. Yeah. All right then. No, I think from your own background, I think they're more likely to be judgy because we're raised a certain way, like. It's not just a masculinity thing. For girls, it's like you have to present yourself like a girl. And for me, like even now, and, you know, I'm old enough that I, you know, buy my own clothing and whatever. If I wear jeans and graphic tees, which is that's what I live in, it's like you dress like a 12-year-old. And Mm. you're never going to find anybody. You're never going to get a job because that's how you dress. It's Mm -hmm. how you present yourself to the world. And it's like you always have to put on your best face 
So there's also the stigma, not just with the guys, but also with the girls, to always look very coiffed and and very polished. Enough that I feel bad around other girls, and enough that it's even worse, I think, around um, girls of like my, my own culture, because we're raised to be like very coiffed and you know, like your hair is your you know your shining glory, and mm. you just have to look polished all at all times. And I think. When someone else is raised that way and they already have that idea in their mind and they're raised that way and they actually live up to it, it's not, there's not going to be more understanding because like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican and you're Puerto Rican. There's going to be more judgment because like, what's wrong with you? You know better. You were raised that way. You should present yourself like a grown up and you shouldn't look like you're 12 and and wear, you know, that Spider-Man t-shirt. You look ridiculous. Like... Mm -hmm. There's not going to be more understanding. It's worse. Okay, I have a question for you. Uh, actually, before I ask you the question, uh, for the folks at home, if you're really interested in like this uh, male Dominican masculinity that we're talking about, there's a author by the name of Juno Diaz. Have you heard of him? Yeah? Uh, yeah. Amanda's like playing her arms. Yeah, he, he writes a lot about uh, male uh, Hispanic masculinity. So right. if you want to check that out, he's a pretty cool author. Uh, question. Do you think it's more or less difficult to be a female nerd growing up? I think it's more difficult um, because we're not even acknowledged, at least. Like, there's... With boys, there's, like, you live in your mom's basement and you play Dungeons and & Dragons and whatever. For a girl, it's like, you're a girl. You shouldn't even... You shouldn't even be a nerd. Like, what? what's wrong with you? Um, I think for me that's even more like you have to keep it on the down low and just like you've heard that thing with girls that start liking math and science when they're little and then they you know they completely drop out of science or they completely you know stop the robotics and whatever it's because by a certain age it's like that's not cool why don't you like the stuff that the other girls like so yeah as a girl you really have to keep that shit on the down low basically if you're a nerd Okay, and that's the whole argument that we're coming about. It's just the fact that we have to keep it under wraps. It, uh, really, like I think you said off air, we're in 2015, and we still have to like not <laughs> tell people that we like comic books and video games. Yep. Really, it's a very big deterrent. Of all the things we could do in life, that's what's going to tell people to not be friends with us or date us or anything of this of that nature. Are you kidding me? Yes, because I like Spider-Man. Yes, because Amanda wears a Spider-Man t-shirt. I can't hang out with them. What are you, nuts? But, like, even your own parents. Do your own parents have... Have they ever done that to you at Man, any point at I all? I think... I think... I, I can... <laughs> we were just talking about this. All fair, we were just talking about this. Yeah. You want to say something about that? No, you, you, you can still... My mother fucking hates the fact that I grew up... Listen, my mother... When I was a kid... When I was tiny, when I was tiny, Rolando, <laughs> tiny Tim Rolando, <laughs> and I used to wake up on Saturdays at eight, uh, six in the morning, seven in the morning, to just watch to Dragon watch Ball Z in Dragon Ball Z in Spanish. Uh, she was pissed. Like I'm talking, uh, she would be like, "Yo, go back to sleep, or I'm whooping your ass." Type of situation. What? Yeah, man. Dominican moms for watching cartoons. For watching cartoons at six in the morning. What the hell, dude. Hispanicism. Didn't it's a we, thing. It's a thing. But didn't we cover this? In the, didn't yes. we cover this in the cartoon episode where on Saturday mornings that was the only reason to get out of bed as a child? Yeah, but it was so difficult to do so. They your can parents... smell the nerd them. I think they like, they can <laughs> tell if you're casually watching something or if you're like really, really super invested. into that. Yeah, they can smell that shit. I think I think parents have a hard time understanding it because uh, it's such a such a passive thing to do when parents are around like if i'm playing a video game i'm so invested in it that all she looks she looks at me and she's like oh you're a fucking zombie that shit is eating away at your mind go outside but in reality i'm fucking invested in in the story that i'm playing and it's that disconnect that i wish would be communicated better to parents especially now in 2015 where it's like no i'm not a uh uh my brain cells aren't dying right i'm you know how many words, how many 
quote unquote big words I've learned just from playing video games. How much Japanese I picked yeah, up just by playing video games? Other languages? Yeah. Dude. I know more Japanese than I do Spanish at this point. <laughs> thanks to video games and anime. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome to be a nerd. I, I would straight up call my mama, you know, Baka. <laughs> Just because she doesn't understand what the hell that means, nice. I'm like, yeah, but oh, I do. Oh, you calling me a cow? What are you talking about? Yeah, she thinks I'm calling her a cow. I'm like, yeah, sure. You're an idiot cow. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's it's frustrating. I, I can see the frustration in your eyes. I can I can hear it from your voice. I hear it from Amanda. I got the the, the ball welling up in my stomach right now. So I, w- I want to steer us back a little bit away from parents. We can go back, but remember, we're, we're talking about just dating. Well, it is important. Like, I think it ties in because when your own parents are looking at you, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're right. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. um, That's going to, like, kill your confidence even more. Like, we already grew up in a time where, like, it's not, you can't show that you're a nerd. But if your own parents are, like, the fuck is wrong with you, you can't support them. Yeah, so where are you going to go? And you automatically think, like, if my parents are like that, can you imagine what everyone is going to be like? doesn't even know me? And this person's supposed to be, like, my support structure is supposed to be unconditional love? But then again, their parents don't know you either if they're chastising your choice to be a nerd or like nerd things. I think they just just don't understand. Don't understand, like, what it does for you. Like, how can you be so invested? Like, how can you sit there and play a video game for you know eight hours and not get up to even pee basically like what does that do for you and i think the flaw is like you don't attempt to understand it's no different than a kid that is like in three or four different sports or wakes up every saturday and sunday at the crack of dawn even though there's no school to go play soccer it's no different you're just not taking the time to see what does this do for me what does Mm -hmm. this video game Mm -hmm. do for me what does reading harry potter nine times um do for me you know they don't understand like why okay you read it once like okay it's not that serious or why are you bawling your eyes out and you're gonna throw the book across the room because they don't see how you're invested in it like they don't see what it does for you Man, we are fucked up. <laughs> well, no, I mean we're delving into some Doctor Phillish type territory. Yeah, man. And, and on air, I'm not going to do my therapist Damien rhetoric. But no, you're absolutely right. Johnny said it, you know, perfectly. Where there are first support system, there are first. Our parents are our first go to people that are supposed to support us and role models. Exactly, role models. So yeah, Amanda's right. When we turn that energy from our parents to looking for partners <laughs> it's a jungle out there in a sense that it's it, any cliche you want to use a uh, needle in the haystack whatever you want to call it it's tough man um i'll, I'll self-disclose i didn't have my first girlfriend until i was 17 um and it was tough and i was still into the same same stuff i like now cartoons and video games yep. and you know but that's just a i think what people misconstrue is they think that's all we care about you know, like that's what we're judged on. Oh no, you you play Final Fantasy, so you must suck. Or oh, you just play FPS uh, first person shooters. You have no life. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, I have a job. I have a career I love, and I have friends and friends I care about, and I go to parties. I go out. I, I socialize. My characteristics exceed the limitations of I'm just a nerd. Yeah. Well, that's all I had to say. Okay. I just add to that. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, okay, so. I feel like this podcast is going to get a lot more serious than what we prefaced at the beginning. Should we switch it up? No, 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 no. I, I, I like where we're going. I, I think it's I love good. where we're going because it's for the audience at home, they can hear it in our voice. So how difficult has it been for any of us, you know, for just building relationships in general, like we said, with people, you I, know? I think we should start with what, what do you find attractive what do you, do you find intelligence attractive? Intelligence. Ah! Yeah, plug the plug the plug the series. Nice. Uh, do you find uh, philosoph- uh, conversationalism attractive? Are you a visual person? Mm-hmm. I'm opening the floor. So oh, okay, it's up to you guys. Um, I'll go first. It's fine. Um, me personally, I love intelligence. <laughs> I love us the intelligence, but no, I I I, I cherish when. When a, par- a potential partner or someone I'm dating has an intelligence that just isn't books, you know, uh, textbooks, sorry. I-, I like the fact that people can be renaissance people and know 
authors and painters, but also, hey, I know Todd McFarlane did Spawn, or I know Hideo, uh, was it Kojima? Kojima did Metal Gear. Metal Gear, you know, <laughs> like for me, it's like, ooh, hello, you know, Happy Damien. Um, I, I now I only date nerd girls. What I would classify as nerd girls. I tried for so long to hide behind this guise of the prototypical playboy Latino, you know, hotshot until I was around my closest friends when they're like, dude, you, that's not you. Stop it. You're not this facade that you portrayed. You're, you're not this. And it wasn't until I fully accepted the fact that, fuck that. I like comics. I like video games. I like, I think it was my first Comic-Con. I think mm. that's what really let me open up. My first Comic-Con was about maybe three or four years ago. Um, I went with Danny, who was on our uh, Finding Game episode. DJ. That's what he calls himself. Yeah. He dressed up as Terry Bogard. Are you, can, I, are you, can I say it? Go ahead. Are you okay? Bust the wood! <laughs> I, I know you've been waiting to do that. Yeah. And, and just being around those different types of people, it was so welcoming and so inclusionary. I felt I was home. Like, I finally found my home now don't get me wrong i'm not like i don't take it to the next level i don't really cosplay i don't you know i i dip my toe in a lot of different nerd culture isms or whatever you want to call it but i just felt so comfortable like to say yeah venom is my favorite freaking marvel comics character of all time and and, and, and have a debate get, with someone yeah, and not get the stare down and not get the up down or the you know uh right now i prime example would you classify pro wrestling as nerdy. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay. This past weekend in Brooklyn, the WWE had SummerSlam on Sunday, Monday Night Raw on Monday, and the previous Saturday was like their minor league system, NXT. All three events sold out in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. So if you're not telling me that nerd culture, quote unquote, like wrestling, is a big deal, I get into the debate all the time. People are like, oh, how can you watch that? It's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scripted. Okay, we know. All right, fine. But that's athleticism. For me, that's watching a sport. I'd rather watch a wrestling, a real wrestling match with cha- uh, holds and counters, like an Olympic wrestle style wrestling event, than watch a baseball game. And I'm a Met fan. And I love ba- and I love baseball as my first love of sports. But I much rather will watch the SummerSlam or NXT than and sit and watch a Yankee or Met game. You know, and that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's you grow to appreciate the things you like, and you're not afraid to like those things. Despite what the you know the potential suitors you may want or have have to say about that, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you want to go next, Johnny? Or okay, all right. I'm gonna just start off with the whole before we jumped into the specifically we're talking about like relationships yeah. and like how what we gone through shapes it. And I could say that the single thing that I find now in relationships as I try and find value in it, which sounds like a broad idea, but the whole idea is, to me, I would rather have one really good friend that I can be open with than 40 Facebook friends. Not to say anything about Facebook, but there's a very, there's a difference between someone that you can sit next to or someone that can call you in three in the morning, like, something happened, can I come over and chill? Yeah, right. you ain't messaging 40 friends every day. Who are you? I'm... No, not you specifically. No, like I'm saying because I'm trying to think of how I can put it because it's something like that. I it's a very basic idea. If you can't even tell what on Facebook, if you cannot tell a person's favorite food, what their favorite color is, and what their favorite song is, they're not a friend. So I think that that eliminates like five billion people from anybody's Facebook list of friends. Mm-hmm. And that was a view that I had um, pretty much my entire life. My best friend, I've known him since the first grade. We still keep in touch. Um, Very funny note, which I was talking to Amanda about when we were coming over here, was that I went to his wedding and I crashed at his place. (laughs) And for some reason, on on the night before the wedding, we both had the same Marvel's Avengers underwear on. And I don't think that there are that many people that can pull that off that are that similar to one another. So... I would say that having matching underwear is a sign of true friendship. (laughs) 
That's a hell of a quote, man. Yeah, having matching, having underwear. matching underwear is the sign of true friendship. Put yes, please write that down. Yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> put that on any quote board you want. Instagram, Tumblr, I don't care where you want to post it. Put it on some weird message board. Please. Can hashtags get that long? Yeah. Good. We're using that. <laughs> Hashtag matching underwear. Matching. Hashtag you're matching not- Avengers underwear. Nice. And Amanda's actually writing this down for yeah, me. Yeah, she is. And proudly. Uh, <laughs> going on to what I'm looking for in my partner, it's... The best way I can describe it is I prefer someone that... They're a nerd, but it's more like the end result of being a nerd, that they have a unique way of looking at the world and interpreting things. Mm. And that tends to be the example for anybody. If you like baseball and you somehow can make an analogy about... I don't know, the government, and compare it to like a season with the Yankees or another another baseball team, that's, that's amazing. And I think that that's, and that shows that you have character. And I value intelligence in the same way. It has more to do with the way that you perceive the world, and that's something that's kind of what I'm looking for as I get older. The more unique you see the world and the more ways that you can kind of interpret it, and it's reflected in the way that you act. I find that attractive. It's probably mm. one of the most attractive things I can find in a partner. Okay. Oh, me? Oh, uh, no. It's just general okay. conversation. So I like a few things in, in potential people that I, that I would like to be with. First off, they have to be, you know, visually attractive. I'm not saying, yo, she's a 10. I'm, you know, beauty's in the eye of the, of the beholder. Exactly. But uh, she has to be attractive to me anyways. And... To me, attractiveness is not fake breasts or like Botox lips. Like to me, being being uh, coming from a background of counseling, that's a lot of you know body issues for me. And of course, that's not for everyone. That doesn't mean like everybody has body issues when they have like Botox. Yeah, Rolando, and stuff. not everyone has body issues. <laughs> <laughs> Dio, listen, I've got my fair share of body issues. I have. I will not sit here and say I don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I, in terms of attractiveness. She has to be attractive to me. Uh, and my level of attractiveness is a few things. She has to have a lot of things that I, in common that I like. Uh, a lot of commonality. If I like anime, she should be able to at least know what I'm talking about. Because I love have, being in a conversation and being able to reference things. And, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys know what Deep Cuts is. It's basically a term that says... it's not, It's a term used by a podcast that I follow... Uh, and it basically me- it means uh, you do you say a, a, a reference that's really really like nobody can get it unless you've watched this specific movie. And it's called deep cuts. Well, that's the term for it. Yo, that's a deep cut, man. That's oh, okay. A, you see what I mean? No, I got you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She. I would prefer. It's not a uh, like a requirement. But yeah, if I if I meet a girl that's into I don't know video games and stuff like that. Most definitely, I'm going to be like, yo, can we hang out sometime? Is that what you're going to say, yo? I don't say yo. I don't say it like that. That's weird. <laughs> I have class. What's up, girl? <laughs> yo, Ma, let me get your number. That is what you don't say. <laughs> no, I'm saying, yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, can I can I chime in with that? How does that work? How does that even remotely work on yeah, people? Listen. Yo, Ma, what's good? Really? I live in the Bronx, and that works a lot for some that reason. That is the... Conceptually, that is the dumbest yeah, thing I have ever heard. I mean, I you have to have really low self-esteem for that shit to work. I wouldn't say really. that. I'm... Like a lady that to work on you. That—that's yeah. like you're desperate, or you think very low of yourself. Like, oh, like I have terrible self-esteem, but I'm enough that like don't what don't. I think it's no. I think it's a cultural thing. It's like a social culture in uh, in my in my neck of the woods. Let's say, like that sort of masculinity is very attractive. Your woods are very weird. Bro. Yeah, man. Like, if you compare Queens to uh, the Bronx, night and day. Night and friggin' well, this day part on of a Queens. different planet. This part of Queens. Yeah. Like, yeah, this part of Queens, sure. Different world. Yeah. Uh, anyway, attractiveness. Uh, she needs to be smart. Well, nobody wants to date a dumb as rocks person. <laughs> what do you mean by smart specifically? Uh, Clever? Just books. Oh, witty is cool. I witty. like witty. That's what, yeah. yeah. She needs to be a conversationalist. Like, have you ever seen a lot of... Uh, James Bond films. You know what? I got a good. I got a good story about. That. Uh, do you remember? Uh, so me and Damien had the same job once uh, as uh, uh, site monitors for a summer program. 
Do you remember? I'm not going to give away any names. Uh, specific girl in Queens at a school. Yes. One of the sites. Yes. Her. She is one of the greatest conversationalists I've ever met in my life. Initials are T.A.? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll tell you guys later, but... Oh, she, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And the people at home are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah, her? It's a deep cut, yo. <laughs> yes! <laughs> ah, sound effects, I need that. Uh, yeah, she was one of those girls where, like, you can have a James Bond-esque conversation, and she'll get it right away. She'll, she'll like really smoothly converse with you. Conversate? I was about to say conversate. I was going to kick know. you. You know how much I hate that word. <laughs> it's not a real word, by the way. Uh, yeah, the way she could converse and like really be quick on her on her, on her her feet when she was uh, talking to you, uh, refreshing would be the word I'd use. That is refreshing. I don't, I don't have a, a lot of instances where I can converse with people like that and they're quick on their feet. So, yeah, definitely. If I had more self-esteem, I would definitely have asked her up. Mm, okay. Yeah, most definitely. So that's two of the p- the panelists saying they don't have high self-esteem. I mean, not back then. Like, before I started, like, working out and stuff. Oh, like, so so you're basically admitting that you, you work out now eh, on the podcast. Yeah, you know, a little bit You flex the biceps and whatnot. Uh, the gun shows. Are nerds business. supposed to be fit? I don't you know understand what? that. Yeah, should we that's another that? stigma. Are nerds yeah. supposed to be fit? Listen, oh, I thought they were supposed to be overweight and, and nerds and, and are fit. Ugly. Nerds are come in all shapes and sizes. Nerds are like Matroska dolls. They can be big. They can be tiny. Yeah. A word yeah. I don't know. What is oh, this? Oh, Matroska doll is like the oh, Russian. it's the, the Matryoshka. Really? That's how you yes, say it's Matryoshka. Oh, why'd you have to like that's put an accent on it? Like, yeah, no, that's I'm like what are you okay, talking Ron, about? Though, I made the same mistake and I got called out on it. Really? Bro, I thought. Genre was Janeer for so many years, so don't worry about go. it, man. Horse to Remember Rendezvous, <laughs> Mendezvous? <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. But yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those, those are the things that I usually, like, looks to me are basically nothing at this point. Wait, you did say you have to be attracted to you them. You have to be attractive. Physically. But what's attractive to you? Attractive to me? It's different things. I mean... I feel like we're pitching ourselves on a dating website. <laughs> <laughs> I... Like, that's not the first thing I go for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, it's like the stereotypical, like the nerd with the glasses thing. Like, I always thought like, oh, boys with glasses are freaking, uh, I love it. Yeah, and I have a lot of female friends that say guys with glasses and tattoos are hella sexy. Oh, the tattoos, that, that's for all chicks, though. That's, like, yeah, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's all chicks, dude. So. Yeah. The glasses thing, I actually got called out by my best friend. And, like, and regular glasses or, like, rim, like thick just rimmed? Just in general, like, glasses. Like, she actually called me out. She's like, you always, like, you always only like, like, the Harry Potter type dudes. Like, and I'm like, well, Do you um, have a crush on Harry Potter? Oh, my God, he's. That's not why I like Harry Potter. Your voice just got. That's not why. She just swooned. But but yes, uh, yes. And Danny Radcliffe doesn't actually have glasses in real life. He's just a fantastic actor. I was actually just going to ask you: Was it Harry Potter the character or Daniel Radcliffe? Well, Harry Potter the character, I connected to the character. I never Mm. felt like, oh, Harry Potter's hot. You know, that's not what I felt. So what's the what's the what's that uh the saying? You like the idea of a person, you don't like the person. Is that? applied to this? No, it wasn't that. I never thought of him that way. It was okay. just, I really connected with this character and we should totally just do Hang like out. a panel on Harry Potter. Um, Daniel Radcliffe is just, it's a personality thing completely. Like when you get, when you hear him in interviews off of um, British, when he's right? not being Harry Potter, he's just really awesome. Like he's not the type of person that's like, Oh, separating himself from like what he did as a child actor. He's like, like, don't you dare call me Harry Potter. I don't want to be referred to that. He's basically like, you know what? This is what made me. I will never do anything as famous as Harry Potter. And I am where I'm at because of Harry Potter. And I get to do whatever I want because of Harry Potter. So that's a lot of integrity. He has a ridiculous sense of humor. And I don't remember what late night show it was that he was rapping. Do you remember which one it was? He rapped his whole rap song. It was amazing. It was incredible. Um, but yeah, I think attractive for me was just the nerdy look, the glasses. And yeah, my best friend called me out on that in one of the similar conversations that like, you know, you're 16 now, or you're 17. You're, I've had this multiple times. Mm. Let's talk. You need to um, not... I'm the type of nerd that I squeal when there's something that I really, really like and I'm really excited about. So whenever Harry Potter came on, you would see the, 
you know, the poster on the bus, I would like, ah, you know, literally. And I wouldn't care when I did it. Like, I would just get so happy. And she was like, you know, you can't do that. That's not attractive. You're never going to find a boyfriend that way. And in college, like, that shit's not going to fly. And there's a lot of things I took to heart. There was one, that was one of those things that I, I couldn't take to heart because there's so few things in life that give you that much joy. Like, the world's a dark, fucked up place. And if something makes you that happy, like, celebrate it. Why, why, I'm not going to put a, like, a tap on my happiness. Why? So, yeah. I like that last part. I'm not going to put, put a tap, tap on, on my happiness. happiness. Put that on a shirt, too. We'd have a, li- a long line of t-shirts yeah. this keeps up. <laughs> <laughs> Quick aside, I-, I was just going through through Facebook and um, um, one of my Facebook friends, she's playing Oregon Trail. So she posts a screenshot of it and she said she named all her characters after Dragon Ball Z characters. Oh, nice. Who died of dysentery? Guess. Vegeta. No, who, who always dies first in Dragon Ball? Krillin? Yes! Fucking Krillin! <laughs> and the screenshot says, Krillin died of dysentery. Oh my god. That sums up my friends. I love it. <laughs> awesome friends. Krillin died of dysentery. Nice. Really, if, if Dragon Ball Z did have dysentery, I really think either him or Chaozu would die of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a toss-up between him, Yamcha, Chaozu, and... Of the regular people. By the way, I found out a little thing about one of the Dragon Ball Z video games. Like, if you use a Cyberman and you use your final, like, move, The self-destruct. The self-destruct. Remember. It doesn't kill anyone except for Yamcha. Yamcha? That's awesome. Like, it takes off one life bar for everybody. But it just mad- But it literally instant KOs Yamcha. Nice. That's a- and, and his body lands in the same oh, pose, the same- like in nice. the anime. That's just that's attention that's to detail. Yeah, sure. I like that. Fuck you, Yamcha. <laughs> He's alright. Can't lie, when I first found out about the series, I thought Yamcha was cool. Because he was playing baseball in Dragon Ball Z and like yeah, hitting home runs real Yamcha easy. Yeah, baseball? Damn. Yeah, had to make money somehow. Couldn't be abandoned anymore. Okay, topic at hand. I, what did you find attractive, Rolando? Uh, yeah, those were mostly it. I mean... Uh, Ew! In terms of... Uh, that's, John, that's Johnny's job. Do you... Do you think nerds are attracted to... It's like body parts as... as uh, oh, that's a weird way to say that. <laughs> I mean, like, like are nerds see, interested in the same thing that's normally implied? For yeah, other. sure. Yeah. I like butts, and I cannot lie. I will not lie. I like butts and legs. Oh, just a whole leg. I'm a calf muscle guy, anyway. Man, that's weird. I mean, not you, but like legs the fact lead to that, the promised land, bro. What? <laughs> legs lead to the promised land. Legs lead to leg days. Lead to leg day. <laughs> Ladies, don't skip leg day. Do yourself a favor. Don't skip leg day. It's a good day to squats are amazing. They're good for the glutes. Man, this is... Are we changing topics? No, we're we're going to stay on topic. (laughs) So you're you're basically saying, do we do nerds as us? Do we go out in groups and go, yo, check her out? Yeah. That ass, though. Well, we didn't say that. Yeah, we don't say that, but you know. Okay, prime example. I can can attest to this. Uh, Me, Toussaint, DJ... (laughs) It's going to be a good story with Toussaint's involved. uh, Denzel, Albert... You know, the the guy crew, uh, the bro code, as we've been dubbed this summer. And um, <laughs> let's just say all the nerds got really, really relaxed, as I put the air quotes up. And some of the words coming out of our mouths would not be something you would normally hear us nerd folk talk about. Oh, okay. So we'll skip that then. We're going to skip that. So yeah, we act like normal people when we're drunk. Let's put it like that. Nerds get drunk as well. Yeah, I'm not saying... Surprise, surprise. I'm not walking up to a woman and saying, how many magic points you got, girl? Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I got 5,000 Jill in my pocket. Jill? Jill? What was that reference in... Um... What was the flying from uh, Amaze... What, the Wait, brief... you say Jill? Is it Gil or Jill? It's, I usually say Gil. Of Oscar Wilde that like, you have a Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. Remember, he was trying to pick up that chick, and he's like, wow, if you were... If you were in Dungeons & Dragons, your charisma would be a 20. That's a great pickup line. Or something line. like that, yeah. Oh, Nine times out of ten would not be successful, but it still yeah. sounds good. Like, I think it was a girl on even, the bus or something. I've never even seen... It's a book from Juno Diaz. Uh, the Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. What Juno Diaz stuff have you read? That's I've read mostly articles. Book. Okay, read The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde. That describes a nerd struggle perfectly because he's just... Um, it, when he was actually a little kid, he was like the Dominican Casanova kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's talked yeah. about that. And then um, 
he gets like, crushed by a girl and then he becomes like the fat geeky person always, that we're actually, implied to be he's actually always been like the overweight nerd that's like doesn't have any friends kind of thing and we you know see his struggle throughout the book and his it's it's just like the perfect nerd plight like he captured it so well mm-hmm. yeah Read it. Which is weird because you'd think that that he would try to like emulate his own life in his in his uh, books, but his wife is friggin' looks amazing. I got her. He scored an awesome person. She probably has an awesome personality as well. Is that an assumption? Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming. I'm yeah. assuming. I don't know if you know if you knew her or not. All right. She's got a good personality. I hope that's what it's. That's why they're together. That's another thing. As nerds, are we supposed to date someone because they have nice personalities? I would want my... Well, no. You know, like, oh, you don't date on looks. You date on personality because you're a Because you nerd. already look like an ogre anyway as a nerd, so it's okay to, like, date another ogre. There's mm. that, that, you know, that the perception. Not only do we wear glasses and stuff, but, like, we have no fashion sense whatsoever. I... Okay, kind of that thing. applies to me. I don't give a fuck about fashion. I just yeah. wear whatever. But there are but I make it nerds good, for fashion, or there are nerds that do like to dress up. I don't care. I like. I'm going to wear my fucking graphic tee and express yeah, my son. love of whatever. Today. Backwards cap. Go yeah. out the door. I don't think if it, it's me specifically or just an overall view. But I think that by always being like put in this position where normal people are always judging you, you kind of end up having a different outlook of what you're looking for in your relationship because based off of that. Pretty much the people who are normal are always bugging you, or always mocking you, always making you feel bad about yourself. So you end up, it's not that you end up only basing it off of personality, but I think you kind of end up realizing a little earlier that personality is a little more important, mm. at least to me. Okay. Like, okay. Looks aren't everything. I'm, I'm kind of conflicted, and I'm going to admit this because it's a safe space, and I feel like this is the most safest space episode we've ever done. Judgment-free zone. Exactly. Um... I struggle with that. I struggle with the balancing of not dating someone just because they have a good personality in spite mm. of maybe they don't I, I don't find them attractive. And, and it's one of those things where I feel bad internally to say, oh, wow, maybe I should give this person a shot, even though they don't normally fit my type or they don't look a certain way. You know, I don't know. Like, I struggle with that. But you shouldn't feel bad because... That's what you're attracted. Well, you're not attracted to. You're just not attracted to that, right? But as you know, like like we were saying earlier about nerds are supposed to be different. Yes, yeah, but we're still human. Well, we're yeah, not- I know, but that's again, I'm I'm self disclosing that okay. that's something I've always struggled with. Um, dating someone I may not, and this isn't the case now. This is more so back in my early phases of dating, where I dated someone because they were nice. Hmm. Um. And maybe not so much because I found them attractive. Nice as in like... Nice person. Okay. And smile every day, good morning, that type of nice? Friendly and nice and kind and... Okay. You know. Charitable. Think, think about Snow White with the Whittling Creatures. That is psychotic. Well, again, this is me at 16. Oh, this is your... Okay. I, I just prefaced this isn't me now. <laughs> okay. But this, I've read something about that. Yeah. Um, and it was that new book that Aziz Ansari wrote, um, Modern <laughs> Romance. Yeah. It, this is. I thought it was just going to be like a bullshit book. He actually works with a sociologist and like talks about like dating and um, trends and stuff like that. But people back then tended to marry people that lived in their neighborhood. Um, and it wasn't like an overwhelming trend. And he asked the question, like you live in New York of all places. Like there's so many options. Why would you do that? And people back then tended to marry the guy next door because, Oh, he's, he's a nice guy. He he has a good job. And marriages back then or unions in general used to be more about companionate marriage versus the soulmate marriage Mm. or the soulmate relationship now we it's kind of like back in the day this is this is a johnny reference um deep cuts when we used to literally only live to like the age of 30 in like medieval times there was no time for like art and and all of all of that stuff you had to just live to survive and there wasn't really time for the extraneous stuff. So even up until like the 50s or 60s, it's still like, you know, I just want to, you know, reproduce. You want a decent person to, 
you know, have a relationship, whatever. And now we don't have to do that. Now it's like I can find someone, yeah, that I can, you know, talk about Dragon Ball Z with or Sailor Moon, you know. So commonalities. Yeah, commonalities. Mm. Would you say that dating someone that's just nice? Was that like a nerd thing? Like, I'm never going to find anyone, so I'm just going to just date this person that's nice? Or you were just young and dating and you didn't really know what it was about? Or yeah. I think it's a lot of combination of I think it's a combination of all of those things. Okay. Um, if we're just talking like that, then, of course, my I dated the first person I ever dated because, hey, I was a horny 16-year-old and I have a girlfriend, yay. Uh-huh. You know, because I didn't, I didn't kiss a girl until I was 16. So obviously I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this. I don't care what she looks like. She's giving me attention. But as I got older, it was more okay. And I think we hit it earlier when we said the more we go forward in the dating world, the more we get to realize what we like and what we don't like. And the fact that now I'm I'm comfortable in my nerd socks, I know what to look for. I know what interests me as far as a partner. Like if my partner doesn't want to go to Comic Con, bonk that. <laughs> You're out. You know, to hell with that. If a person, it's one thing to tell me you hate pro wrestling, but you'd be willing to go and see it once as to try. That's cool. That shows a a commitment to the person. Like, okay, I accept you. I may not understand, but I accept. And I love you regardless. And that's where where I'm at now. Um, But I wasn't so lucky at 16, 17. (laughs) You know, trying to be your big bad Tito daddy-ish at at 21, 22. that, That wasn't working. For me, I didn't feel comfortable. Um, it's sort of like when I, it's sort of like when I worked in retail, not retail. Um, when I worked in corporate America after college, I hated how I felt going to bed, ripping people off. You know, I worked in advertising, advertising one one big you know jerk off to say, hey, buy my product, and it's just like, no, I'm not really giving anything tangible to people. So it's the same thing. Like I evolved to the point where you know substance matters over. Damien evolves into. Damien Sore? Uh-huh. <laughs> Damien Chop. Anyway. Nice. Yeah, nice. Mega evolution. <laughs> I'm not done yet, folks. But um, no, but seriously, I think that's the one thing I can take from the acceptance of my nerd self, quote unquote, is that it's easier for me to pinpoint a potential partner because of it. Like, okay, you're a club girl. Bye. Eh, next. Yeah. Oh, you don't, you don't like... Like you would never even entertain the thought of going to Comic Con. Eh, next, you don't. You wouldn't even go see a superhero movie. Oh, next, makes it easier. I mean, you can say that for all walks of life. You can say that for all different types of people. But for me, that's it helps my quote unquote checklist system. Not checklist easier. System. It's not easier to find a fellow nerd, but it makes you more selective because yes. you're embracing your own, you know, quirks and your own personality, and you're okay with being a nerd and. Now that you've accepted yourself, you're like, I'm not going to be with anyone that doesn't accept me. Like, I'm not, you know, you're no longer, you no longer have your comic book shit in the closet. You know, why do I have to have that in a partner? I'm not going to hide any, I'm not going to hide anymore. I'm sure shit not going to do it for a romantic partner. Right. Come out the closet, ladies and gentlemen. What? I don't think that was. Come out the closet. (laughs) Take the comic books out the closet. Okay. Thank you. Take them out the closet. Thank you. That's what I meant. That's, but. Yeah, we might have to. That's not that. what you said. That's really? not what you said, yeah. Do as I. You pulled an R. Kelly and was trapped in the closet just now, I, bro. Do, not as I say. Uh, you guys want to take a break? Well, folks, we got to pay some bills, so we'll be back shortly. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 